Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. What's up, everyone? And welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Ewan, the developer behind the upcoming title known as Isle of Jura. Thanks for joining. Uh, thanks. Good to be here. Glad to have you. I'm glad you can make it, but what we really got to talk about is the people right? That's one of the reasons why we're here. We got to talk to you. You and we got to meet you. Who are you? How did you get into game creation? Why are you here today? Um, well, this is my first game. That's basically the gist of it. Um, nice, nice. So a bit about me. I'm from Scotland. I've been in the video games industry for will be two, two and a bit years now. Yeah. Um, okay. So got my degree in computing uh managed to get my foot in the door with a wonderful company called diecast digital shout outs to them um <laughs> and then i've uh kind of moved around england actually i'm working for a studio in england at the moment uh but i'll be moving uh home to scotland soon well congrats congrats i hope it's a, a good move yeah i have a lot of um tech and computer stuff to take with me so hope it goes hope it goes all right no smash screens <laughs> well our fingers are crossed um let's talk a little bit about kind of how you really got into to game creation when it comes to building this first one for yourself right was it something where you just said you know what i want to do this on my like i don't even know if this maybe i should start with is this a solo project are you working on this by yourself are you working with a team like what does the the layout look like for uh building this yeah so it's uh, in terms of a percentage i guess i'd say i'd say it's like an 80 or 90 percent solo project um i have a few people who've helped me here and there uh my friend james he's a great he's doing uh animation at college and he helped me with a bit of the animation, a bit of the character models, that kind of thing. But all the codes, you know, putting the art assets in, like everything else, is um, is just me. Yeah, wow, that's impressive. Congrats. Um, you mentioned having those companies that got your foot in the door, but then you seemingly are working on this kind of as a side project, right, for yourself. Yeah, I I work nine to five for the studio, so I I do this in my spare time, mostly at yeah. weekends. Um, but yeah, it's a very passion project. That's awesome, though. I mean, I'm sure that takes up a lot of your time, but it's cool to be passionate about something and to have, uh, you know, that that drive to create something. What was it that gave you that drive, right? Why create an indie game? Like, it takes a lot of work, right? What was it about yeah, this that sure. you said, you know what, I got to do this? Well, I've always wanted to make games, really. Um, that was the motivation for getting the job. Um, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I had originally played, uh, generally speaking, I thought making a, a solo game was kind of 
outside my level of skill or competence or whichever. Right. Um, these things always seem much bigger on the outside. I played A Short Hike, which is a fantastic game. If people haven't played it, like Agreed. play it. Um, but that finds huge success. And I felt when I was playing that, that even though the game is very small, it was really well designed, kind of very cohesive, nicely contained. And yeah. it felt to be something that was within my reach as a mm. programmer slash developer. Um, so that was the game that kind of made me say it might actually be possible to make something. So I'll give it a shot. And I started, you know, drawing up some ideas. Wow. All right. I mean, yeah, that's that's one way to get inspired to see something and you say, you know what? I think I could do that. I like it. Um, was there anything about that game in particular that then inspired you as far as like, you know, design or the type of, uh, you know, gameplay or that uh, just general theme of the game that pushed into what is now Isle of Jorah? Or was it more just that inspiration of seeing that game and understanding it's that, you know, more uh, bite-sized but cohesive package and thinking, I have the ability to do this that led you to game creation? Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's uh, small but has still found success was really the main thing. The other thing I found was, um, so in my background, I'm not an artist. I have no formal art training you know i know some basic blender stuff how to make a uh -huh. default cube you know um <laughs> but making a game i'd always considered the fact that i couldn't do the artwork or anything but right. the art style in uh a short hike he had actually done a kind of he was a uh he did a talk on how he kind of designed the art and went about the art and it was done from a simplicity standpoint, and it was mm -hmm. actually something that was within my reach, even though I am not an artist. So obviously when people see the game, you can see the visual style is very similar. Uh, a Short Hike has a very kind of pixelated look to it, obviously. But right. um, the way the shaders are done and the way the assets are made is very similar. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay, very cool. Is this something where, especially because you you alluded to you're not an artist per se, but you are working on these and you're creating these, uh, you know, these smaller designs, is uh, and you also mentioned that you have an individual who is helping you to do this uh -huh. from an artist perspective. Was this something where you created the game and you started and just said, I'm going to, you know, make these models or make some kind of prototype and then when things started clicking you reached out for an artist like what was that process for you when you first got started yeah i mean first obviously getting started any advice to people trying to make a game is do do your plan first <laughs> don't mm -hmm. just dive in and start making things so i had originally actually planned for the game to be uh, an ecosystem game so you get put on a kind of barren sandy deserted uh island and your task is to kind of regrow plants and to reintroduce animals to the island so it's kind of more of a, a gardening oh. kind of nature game yeah um okay. so i actually dived in and started making it but found that um i think as with a lot of first-time devs is that the scale and the ambition of the project is just way too huge yeah. i had i had sat down one evening and said this is literally going to take me like four years to make mm -hmm. um 
And so I wanted something that, because also I'm working at the same time, uh, I yeah, wanted something that was doable in about a year or a year. Okay. Um, right. So I revised the concept. The second idea I got was like a brewing game. So it was like, I'm trying to remember back. You inherit you inherit a brewery on the island, oh, and cool. then you can kind of build it up and and make your own whiskeys and gins and that kind of thing. Oh, wow. um, so I think, as I remember, I ran into a few issues with that in terms of uh, artwork. I.e., uh, it needed some indoor uh, environments doing, right. uh, and I wanted to keep the budget as low as possible. Um, so I just revised it again, and I I did like the fishing in. Uh, a short hike, but I felt it was quite simplistic. You know, you just throw your mm. bobber in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. push a key, and then you get the fish, which, you know, is cute, it's nice. But I, I, I felt it was a concept I could run with. So I did a basic prototype. I still have videos of it, actually, because I kept a kind of video diary. So it's oh, like a cool. cube casting a cube with a line renderer into a flat plane, and that was like the first fishing <laughs> iteration. Um, and then you just iterate on that, and it felt quite nice. And then I managed to find some cheap asset packs that i could um you know edit all of the assets in the game really are assets from sketchfab or other sites but i did have to modify them quite heavily to be uh usable in okay my game in terms of performance and lots of other things um but yeah just iterated on the fishing concept it all just kind of came together as it went uh and then once i was ready to get um the character models done by that time i already had you know the capsule moving around with full movement code and everything else right um so it was very much a a code and design first and art later very cool all right are you a big fishing uh person i've been fishing in the past it was it was good i i went on a few school trips went fishing uh i've been fishing with my family once or twice um yeah i've not done it in a long time but it is enjoyable (laughs) Okay. Especially when you, you know, cook it and eat it. It's delicious. That's true. That's true. Um, let's let's actually dive into the game, right? Let's talk about yeah. this. Um, for those who don't know anything about the game, what would you uh, give them as like a flavor of here's my elevator pitch or here's everything you need to know in, you know, a, a short span of time to get you to want to play this game? Yeah. So really the, the game is short. I must stress that. Um, it's just a short, relaxing uh, fishing trip on a small island. That's that's literally it. Um, <laughs> there's a few characters to meet. There's a few things to collect. It's all about the fishing, really. There's you know three different types of fishing mechanics. Uh, you know, there's the island to explore a little bit. Again, it's not huge. It's a very small, very short game, but hopefully, it's just nice and relaxing and enjoyable. So yeah. I love it. I mean, I, there's a lot of um, a lot of need for for something like this. I feel like you know you you saw it uh, blow up in the time of Animal Crossing coming out during yeah. the pandemic first uh, being a thing. But there's still a ton of games that are out there like this and games that are uh, doing well because of it because there is uh, an audience for them. What was your in your mind? What was the the reason for? I guess we talked a little bit about it, but like you know, really nailing the idea of creating a, a more peaceful centric game, or this more just taking this idea of you know fishing and kind of running with it. Yeah, I mean, fishing is quite funny. I guess a lot of people see fishing as an activity where 
the fishing is not actually the central thing that you go to do. You actually just go to sit at the side of a lake and like drink beers, and the fishing yeah. is secondary. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's more of a it's more of a, a relax relaxation activity than it is about the fishing. Sure. Um, is there beer in the game? Um, there's there's some bottles, and you might encounter some, but there's no drinkable beer. Oh darn! Um, right. Feature right. feature for the sequel, I think. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I just tried to uh, focus on making it. Uh, quite simple quite short um again i had i had with my previous two designs i had issues with scale and right. it was just too ambitious so with the the third iterated design i i just really sat down and just had a small concept which was you go to this place and you fish and that that was it just to keep right. it small keep it doable um and it it did work i got the game done in just over i think it was a uh, cuz i keep track of it quite closely i think it was a year and two months so okay wow that was only two months over my estimate so in terms of developing the whole thing i actually managed to do it in a relatively speaking a pretty short space of time right and i was happy with that and you know you say a year and two months but really that's only you know in your free time and in weekends and things like that right that's not a full year yeah no it's, it's not a full year of it working nine to five if i was working on it you know nine to five as my job i probably could have done it in six months maybe a yeah. bit more yeah. um we had a round of testing with the publisher and and the marketing and everything else which takes a bit of time but the, the core development yeah it was weekends it was days off work um it was any spare time i had so that's awesome yeah. apart from breaks where i needed to take them take breaks <laughs> of course it's very healthy uh, before we get into more of like the mechanics or anything like that, I did want to just talk about, you know, let's let's say um, this is something that does do well, right? You know, you you've got your publisher who is standing behind you and and believes in you. You uh, sell a good enough amount of copies, right? What's your, um, you know, kind of like your dream of this, right? Is the idea that if this does well or you think that uh you know this did well enough you then become your own studio you then want to keep creating more you you know like I, I always find it interesting when someone says like this is the time where i i'm willing to step away from like a full-time job and just i just want to mm-hmm. create games right and some for some people they never have that moment and some people it, they're like right away even without any uh success right so just looking at you and and kind of where you're at now that the game is uh almost out at the time of this recording and will be out by the time this goes live you know uh where's your head at really yeah i mean stepping away from the nine to five to make games is the dream so to speak Mm -hmm. um but it's very i think people underestimate how tricky it is not just because of the financial side um making any business yourself is difficult to succeed yes Uh, that's why the majority don't do it so if it does well (laughs) i'll be very glad i will certainly be making more games uh when i have the time for context i also do uh music production on the side as well mm. so wow, i've okay. got some live shows coming up this year which i need to do we just oh, so you're a busy individual yeah i'm quite i'm quite busy <laughs> um so i do i do the music and the games so we'll see which one is kind of does best um but yeah <laughs> in, in terms of games i would very much like to make more games um certainly if this does well i might 
look to do another game with this publisher right. uh, or because we have a good relationship or an, or another publisher, whichever. Um, but yeah, essentially stepping away from the nine to five is what I want to do because I'm not a nine to five inclined person. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's good to make money, but uh, I do not like it. Yeah, I mean, to be blunt, I do not like it. <laughs> it's not for everyone. I get it, um, but that's exciting that at least you have opportunities. You have different paths that you seem to be trying out. Uh, it also probably helps that seemingly you have uh, a background in in you know creating this music, which helps you to wear those multiple hats when it comes to mm-hmm. indie games, which you definitely need to do. Um, but let's let's dive into the actual game again then and talk a little bit about some of the mechanics and what people can expect when they're playing this game, right? Um, one of the main things I think that everyone can kind of expect based on what we've talked about and just looking at the initial uh, trailer for the game, you're fishing. Um, but there are things that you mentioned such as, you know, going from a short hike that had a more simplistic style of fishing to these different... Uh, fishing techniques and being able to master them specifically your steam page says right yeah what are some of those techniques what are some of those manners that you are fishing that kind of takes this apart from something like the the fishing in a short hike let's say yeah so to give the the kind of full summary there's three different types of fishing in the game there's net fishing where you just kind of go to the edge of water and take swipes at things there's uh float fishing where you have uh your bobber on top of the water or you know in the water, whichever. And then there's fly fishing. Um, So net fishing is kind of the most simplistic. That's what you start with. Uh, It's just a kind of starting mini game, basically. Um, It's all about timing. There's a little bar, there's a little marker, and it slides, you know, back and forth, and you just need to hit it at the correct time, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just the kind of starting mini game. But the float fishing, as opposed to just kind of simple mechanics like a short hike uh you have to balance a sort of tension meter so um you know when you're fishing if you yank the hook it's gonna come out of the fish essentially you just need to balance the tension make sure the fish is tired and reel it in slowly all the fish have you know different weights different sizes different difficulties so some are rarer than others some are more difficult to catch than others and it's the same with the fly fishing. So uh, the fly fishing, you have to, as opposed to balancing tension, you have to um, simply get the fish in the middle of where you cast and reel it in against the flow of the water. Uh, but again, mm. all the fish have different rarities, different difficulties, that kind of thing. Mm, very cool. Can you catch different fish with different techniques? Like, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to catch a certain fish with the fly fishing technique versus another uh yeah so the island has different areas where different fish reside and different fishing techniques will get you different fish in those areas so the fish are specific to both an area and a type of fishing cool um was was there a good amount of research that you had to do on this about like finding out uh you know maybe certain areas that certain fish are located or just in general uh at- I don't know if you know all of those species of fish before this. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, crabs are on the beach. That's that's kind of obvious. Uh, but <laughs> I did I did do a little bit of research of you know common river fish, common lake fish, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got the classics in there like the trout and the salmon, um, and you've got some some rarer ones like the red snapper, that kind of thing. If you know <laughs> your fish, 
But um, okay. yeah, I did did a little bit of a little bit of Wikipedia sleuthing. For, <laughs> for the fish. Uh, there are also some fictional fish in there, which I've put in. Ooh, as little, very nice. Little uh, kind of punny fish names, which I, I like to put in. So yeah. All right, I I like it. You got to have a little fun with it. Um, this is seemingly a you know a very relaxing and kind of take it at your own pace type of game but i assume that there's some tor- uh, type of you know collection if you will when it comes to all these different fish uh is there you know this idea of completing the game by actually catching all the fish is there a, a reward that you get for this is it more of just the reward of completing it you know what does that look like from a gameplay perspective yeah so it's just the reward of kind of uh completing the game essentially so you don't need to catch every single fish in the game to finish the game hmm. um but if you do catch everyone you do get a nice little steam achievement um, oh, there you go so i think you need to catch about three quarters of the fish in the game uh to kind of get the story ending and then if hmm. you want to push for that 100 percent completionists you you can um there's also you can find a couple of artifacts while fishing similar to stardew valley uh you yeah can- with the treasure chests if people have played that uh but they're not just while fishing that you can find them kind of washed up on the beach and there's also you know an achievement if you collect all those um so yeah it's just kind of uh once you catch fish they get put into your fishing journal so you can fill that up um so yeah just lots of things to collect basically very cool i like it um you also mention in your steam page that it's not only about you know going through the collecting or the catching of fish and looking for these artifacts there's a number of people that you can interact with and kind of uh just experience this island right what are some of those uh those moments or things that are available on the island other than the fishing aspect yeah so i mean the fishing is still the main thing mm-hmm. there is a small amount of character dialogue there is uh three or four characters dotted around the island you know to sell your fish to to buy your fishing equipment that kind of thing um there's the island historian who will kind of take your collected artifacts and be able to view them um so unfortunately through development i did actually lose uh james because he had to go to uni uh so i wasn't able to put in as many residents of the island as i would have liked i would have liked a few more uh but that's just how development goes made it work uh so yeah there's just uh you can have a few conversations with the characters you know um so yeah very cool is there any so i think it's interesting especially in the day you know today where we have everything uh online and there's the ability for things like patches and updates or you know dlc in general um are there any considerations to you have the base game it's coming out um, as far as next steps, would you consider, you know, adding new fish or adding new characters or changing up some of that content to add to that world? Or is it more this project kind of came to a wraps and now what comes next would probably be something new for you? Um, for me, it would probably be this is wrapped. Let's do something new. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I would certainly be open to doing a little DLC, you know, expansion. Mm-hmm. or or some or something similar to expand the game if if the game exceeds my expectations yeah i that makes sense um and then just from the actual in-game perspective right now 
So you have all those things that you can do, but I noticed you have this main character who's walking around. Um, is there any form of customization as far as like, you know, the clothes that they might be wearing or something that you can do to change up the character? Or is this story mainly about one specific person rather than kind of creating your own identity? Um, it's just about them kind of, uh, th that's very much so in the character dialogue. So it's not like enter your name here and then your name gets replaced in. Uh, <laughs> main character is Alex. She stays that. Uh, and unfortunately, there's no customization. Uh, as I said, I, I, James had done the in, initial models. Um, we were planning to have some hats because everyone loves hats. That's true. Uh, hats are very successful in games. But uh, again, <laughs> that was just a limitation of uh, development, unfortunately. But uh, maybe for the sequel, as I said, if it exceeds my expectations, That's I'll do true. a sequel, I get some hats in. <laughs> That's what everyone's waiting for. Um, okay, that makes sense. Uh, I do want to last talk about just, um, kind of how this process has been for you in whole, right? Like you've created your own game. You did it for the most part on your own. Um, what has, if you were to kind of take a step back and think from, you know, the very beginning, right? Like what has that experience been like for you? Yeah. I mean, I, th I think any in solo developer will tell you like it's quite a slog to finish <laughs> a game. So I had done the initial core, you know, fishing and everything else. It's not the, the core of the game that is the problem. It's all the stuff surrounding it. So as a developer, you want to make the fun stuff. You want to do the, the combat or the fishing mechanics or the uh, you want to do the meat of the, the game. You don't want to chop the veg or make the sauce or anything, which uh -huh, is like the... Uh -huh doing the ui do coding the save and load stuff doing the marketing on twitter finding a publisher right. yeah. doing the i mean sound effects can also be fun but just, just doing the kind of surrounding system doing the settings menu you know um so the doing the core of the game is fun but then doing doing the surrounding stuff um i had actually kind of failed to account for that in in my timing and that was the extra two months was gotcha oh crap i need uh ui to go on top of it i yeah. need uh i'd done save and load but i need a nice setting system um one thing that tripped me up was i didn't expect to get a publisher and of course when the publisher came along and said let's do localize localization let's translate it and i was like oh i do not have a localization system so i had to then do one uh, <laughs> so obviously my advice to anyone would be um maybe maybe not prepare on the outset for localization but when you plan to make something, don't just think about the game as is, which is, oh, it's a fishing game. So once I've done the fishing and the island, it's done. You also need to think about all the extra little things like saving, loading, settings, UI, uh, all these little systems that surround the core of the game. Um, but yeah. overall, the, de the development process was, um, you know, as I said, I got it done mostly on time, which I was pleased with. Uh, I learned an amazing amount given that it's my first game i'd done little projects for university here and there um but you know i had to think about art style i had to think about music i had to think about the shaders because i i had um only kind of dipped into shaders a little bit in university so mm -hmm. doing shaders doing lighting you know i had not done a performance pass on games before so um there, i sat down for about two weeks to do performance you know occlusion all of this stuff which you just learn through uh, this process. So after this game, I am much more set up for the next one. That's awesome. So I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, it might have been 
uh, hard times in the middle of it, but you're still raring to go for your next one. I hope that, uh, you know, who knows, maybe we'll see that, uh, that brewing portion. Uh, cause honestly that that's got me interested, but yeah, that's still, that's still on the ideas page. There have, um, there's a couple of brewing games that came out. I saw one, which I think it was, it's called potion craft on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a 2d one that, that one looks great. And there was a, there's another indie game about brewing beer. I forget the name. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, that's still on the ideas page. I've got quite a few on the ideas page, so we'll see. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to see what comes next. But that being said, for those listening and uh, thinking, hey, I got to check this game out. Isle of Jura, by the time this comes out, is actually currently available. So make sure you go to their Steam page, either wishlist the game if you maybe want to get it a little bit later. But you should probably just buy the game because uh, it's, you know, it's a short, fun experience that I think everyone should check out. Once again, Ewan, thank you so much for joining today. No worries. Thanks very much.